0: Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. As Jesus and his disciples went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part which will not be taken from her the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. The story of Mary and Martha, over the, although short in length, is one of those stories that's commonly used and talked about in devotional ways. Uh, Typically, we um, identify people as being a Mary or a Martha. The Mary person is the one um, who is uh, devout and and pious, and the Martha one is the one who is um, hard um, at work. And um, while that might be a legitimate application for us to think about devotionally of the story, Um, I do not, in the end, think that this is a story about the tensions between piety um, and action. Um, In all of my research um, on this uh, scripture text, it was funny. I never ran across a men's devotional on whether they're a Mary or a Martha. (laughs) And I don't know if it's because men don't care if they're pious or not, um, but, but, but there seems to be, and I'm just, I'm just highlighting, there seems to be an application of this text in ways that we um, sort of um, define it against, like, you know, women have to sit there and figure out which one um, they are. Maybe it's because um, anything like my household, my wife um, holds us together and to make sure that we're alive and, and whatnot. <laughs> um, I don't think this text is about um, all the ways in which Um, We um, are living in this busy and hurried life, although I think that is very true. Um, I think anyone who has came here this morning realizes that you all had other options and probably had other temptations uh, to do instead of gathering here um, today. I think this story is about discipleship in a really um, powerful way. The story opens with Jesus going into the village um, of Bethany and um, a woman named Martha welcomes them into her home. Now, it's, it's interesting because the, um, the, the people who compiled the lectionaries, the you know, three-year cycle of readings that we heard, um, attach the story with the story from Genesis. Abraham and Sarah are you know, living in a desert, and the Lord shows up to them. And, um, and, and Abraham and Sarah show incredible hospitality. They go and they make some bread, and they kill a fatted calf and, and serve the food. Um, And so at least the lectionary thinks the story might be about hospitality, but I don't think um, it's about hospitality. Although in Jesus's day, being hospitable to the stranger um, was something that was extremely important um, in in what you did um, as a person. So Jesus comes to Mary and Martha's house and Mary, um, the sister of Martha, goes and sits at Jesus's feet. And at first glance, we may just think and say, well, that's just an interesting aside to the story. But it's a really important one. Because in Jesus' day and age, there were clear delineations about how men and women congregated together. Men would go and stay in the common room where they would talk about the important things in life and and discuss the important things. And the women were kind of put off into the where the women could do the women-type things. I mean... You know, it was a, I mean, a very kind of segregated and in some ways sexist way of, of, of doing. And, and um, you know, I, 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 there, are, there are often times in which, um, to even to today, we have sort of assigned things as being either male or female roles, right? Um, Brad Barr um, taught me a great lesson about mowing the lawn. Um, Brad um, told me what I need to do is tell Kristen women can't mow the lawn. (laughs) And and she will try to prove you wrong. And so, um, you know, I mean, so it's a joke aside, but I mean, we oftentimes, like, assign these gendered roles to things, and the reality is, is that our lives don't always match up with those things. What Mary is doing is sitting at the feet of Jesus as a rabbi in training. This is what, when you were training to be a rabbi, you went and you sat at the feet of the person you're learning from. You're soaking into the words. And so Mary is breaking out this role. Like women would not have been rabbis in Jesus' day and age. But here is Jesus allowing Mary to sit at his feet and to hear the words that come from his mouth. Paul in Acts chapter 21 or 22 um, is causing trouble in Jerusalem by his preaching. And um, the, the, um, the, you know, the people are accusing him of not being, um, not knowing what it is that he's talking about. And, and Paul says to them, look, I'm a Jew that was born in Tarsus, but I was brought up and educated in this city. And I sat at the feet of Gamaliel according to the manner of the law of our fathers, right? So, so when Paul describes his own discipleship and becoming a rabbi, he talks about it in terms of sitting at the feet of the noted rabbi Gamaliel. So Mary is, is taking on a role that was not, um, um, was not generally something what women did in that day and age, and Jesus obviously is perfectly fine for it. Um, so if you ever have someone who asks you why Uh, women should be ordained, this would actually be an ideal text to talk to them about because Jesus apparently had no problems with a woman learning at his feet as a rabbi in training. Now, Martha, uh, we are told, is distracted by many tasks, and this is not just that Martha had a lot of chores to do um, and she's upset that Mary is not helping What's really being said here is is that Martha is, in modern parlance, is running around like a chicken with her head cut off. Right? She doesn't know which way she is going. Um, It's not that she has a long to-do list. It's that Martha um, really is just kind of just all over the place. And um, it is really important to remember that particularly in the Gospel of Luke... That Jesus and the Spirit show up in really powerful ways that transform the lives of those who are discipling themselves in Jesus' way. Bishop Andy Doyle from the Diocese of Texas says Remember that the message of the Gospel of Luke is that Jesus, the great prophet, is present, that he's working miracles, and he's bringing in the very real kingdom of God, sending us out. That we need to be attentive to the way that God is working on our lives and we don't want to miss it. So in other words, in this text we are finding out that Jesus is expanding the ways in which the Spirit is working in and through the lives of people in ways that were not common. Now sometimes people will sit there and say, yes, but this is a text about the good, pious, uh, devout um, Mary in contrast to Martha um, who is active and somehow trying to create this false dichotomy between piety um, and action. And anyone who has ever sort of um, you know, studied contemplative prayer, studied the mystics, know that there is not a contrast or a conflict between the spirit life and our action. In fact, they inform one another. Uh, one example of this is in... Um, in, in a story in the Acts of the Apostles in chapter 11, um, Peter is praying, right? He's doing pious, devout things, um, and in the midst of this, he has this ecstatic or sort of mystical experience in which God says to him, shows him food that has been deemed unclean, and he tells Peter to go and to eat it, and Peter changes his life, his action, because his, his time and piety informed one another. So it's not about we have to make this choice or try to find balance, which let me just tell you something. I am tired of reading articles about balance because I don't even know what balance is. <laughs> right? I think it's, I think it's, I think it's like, you know, like unicorns or the pot, or pot of gold. Like we can search all we want for balance, and it's just this false gospel that we are never going to achieve, um, but that's a whole other sermon. So this, so, so this passage is not about piety versus, versus action because those things inform each other and, 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 and are necessary for, for them to be connected. I mean, if you're, if you're pious but you're not doing anything about it, then what good is your piety? And if you're doing actions but you have no piety, how do we know that you're just not on the loop listening to yourself? So Jesus, in response to Martha's complaint, says, Martha... Martha, in the, God, in, the, in the Bible stories, whenever someone's name is used twice, something amazing happens. Um, going back to the story of Abraham, when Abraham is on the mountain, he's taken Isaac up there because he was told to go and sacrifice his son. Um, um, Abraham is getting ready to, to sacrifice Isaac, and, and, and the Lord comes and says, Abraham, Abraham. Right? And Abraham has a totally radical change in understanding the relationship, the covenantal relationship between God and God's people. In, um, in, in the story in which Paul is on his way to Damascus and he's riding on his donkey and he gets knocked off on the donkey and, 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 and Jesus says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul's Uh, life becomes transformed and changed. And just in this way, Martha, who had been distracted by so many ways, who was just running around like a chicken with her head cut off, experiences Jesus in a new and profound way. We see in the Gospel um, of John one of the most amazing testimonies of who Jesus is by this very Martha. Martha. Mary and Martha's brother Lazarus has died. They had sinned after Jesus and said, Jesus, you need to come. My brother is sick and we want you to heal him. And Jesus tells the disciples who told him, hey, you ought to go see Lazarus. And Jesus says, I don't have time for that right now. And he comes to the town and Martha comes and runs to him and says, Jesus, if you had been here when my brother was sick, you could have healed him and he would have been alive. And Jesus says, but Martha... He is going to rise again. And Martha says, yes, Lord, I know that on the last day he will see resurrection. And Jesus goes, no, Martha, I am resurrection. I am life. And Martha says, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God who is coming into this world. That Martha, who was the one who was distracted by so many things, that she is now the one who is able to proclaim with conviction and truth who Jesus is to the world, that even to this day we hear those words, you are the Christ, the Son of God. Soren Kierkegaard, in reflecting upon our relationship with God, says this, that Father in heaven, what is a man without thee? What is all that he knows in the accumulation, though it be, but a chip fragment if he does not know you? What is all this striving? Could it even encompass a world but a half-finished work if he does not know you? You are the one. You are the one thing, and you are the only thing. And this, this is our call to be disciples. All of us are called to sit at the feet of Jesus, to learn from him, to drink his words, so that we may be the witnesses of Jesus to a hurting and broken world to the glory of God our Father. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more, go to ChristChurchTulsa.org and peace be with you.